The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP for your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is the horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with a single entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus 100% instant deposit match at thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Betor Fantasy. Betor Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betorfantasy.com slash SGPN. And we're also brought to you in part by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store to download it today. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. Here we go. Ring the bell for the month of February. And finally, multiple intriguing championship fight cards are back in 2022, all on the same afternoon slash evening as we get it all underway and are ready to talk about the sweet science here as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am merely the host of the program coming up we're going to get some great stories insight uh, bounce some uh, news and analysis off of dan canobio inside boxing live is his program always love it when i get the chance to catch up with him we'll do so here you see his show on uh, fubo sports fubo tv you also see him through his youtube and social media channels got a big time following on social media etc dan will be here with insight on the fight cards that are coming Uh, whether it be uh, from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, where you've got a veteran in Carlos Cuadros uh, taking on a young guy in Bam Rodriguez, unbeaten, 22-year-old out of San Antonio, Texas. That is a WBC super flyweight title fight put together on about five or six days' notice because the original opponent uh, from Thailand... Uh, Shrisa Set Sorong Visai. How'd I do on that attempt to, uh, pronunci- uh, to pronunciate uh, the former champion's name? Sorong Visai unable to travel from Thailand after testing positive for COVID-19. That obviously nixed him from the title fight. So Bam Rodriguez had already been put uh, on the undercard. Now he's fighting in the main event. That's the Matchroom Boxing DAZN show uh, from Phoenix. Uh, Fox Sports and PBC have the return of former world welterweight champion Keith one-time Thurman. And obviously, I'm slanted here in the Tampa St. Pete Clearwater area hosting the podcast with Keith Thurman being from Clearwater, Florida, that he's back. Dan Canobio will have thoughts on Thurman's return against Mario Barrios, a credible former uh, secondary title holder in the 140-pound division. He now moves up in uh, weight classification here to take on Thurman. Pay-per-view, I, I shake my head on this being a pay-per-view. Uh, I understand they're trying to make the economics work, but good Lord, charging $69.95 or $74.95 or whatever it is, uh, easily for the average fan a, a huge amount of money to pay for a fight that's not even a title fight. It's not Thurman rematching Manny Pacquiao like many thought might happen. It's not Thurman fighting uh, Errol Spence or Terrence Crawford that might be more worthy in that price range. Nonetheless, it is a pay-per-view. We'll talk to Dan Canobio about that fight as well. We'll make a little fight prediction on it too. Uh, Plus the fight card in England from Fight TV, Chris Eubank Jr., Liam Williams. Uh, That is the main event. Eubank Jr., obviously the son of, of the legendary former world champion uh, in Britain, Chris Eubank. 
They're in the main event. That is Saturday afternoon, U.S. time. Dan will have some thoughts on that. And plus, uh, Claressa Shields, one of the best ladies fighters uh, in the world, she's in the co-feature for the bouts in England. Like I said, lots of fights all over the place. You know, crisscrossing back to Las Vegas in the Thurman card, Leo Santa Cruz, former multi-division world champion, is back in action first time since Gervonta Davis wiped him out with a single left uppercut back in October of 2020. It's been uh, practically, what, 16, 17 months since we've seen Leo Santa Cruz, but he is due to be back in the co-feature fight on the Thurman card. So lots to get to, lots to cover, news of the week, including the heavyweights, uh, including the ladies' world title fight that's going to have everybody buzzing in April. They met with the media at Madison Square Garden earlier in the week. Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor for Taylor's Undisputed Lightweight uh, Ladies' Championship. Uh, look forward to talking with Dan Canobio about that. He was there at the Pressers uh, in New York for that matchup. I was there for the Serrano win in her last fight in December here non-title lightweight fight she's arguably the premier fighter in the ladies game seven division uh, champ uh, former undisputed featherweight champion now moving up to lightweight to fight the unbeaten former olympic champion katie taylor who's very popular and prominent in ireland and in the uk so again dan will have more insight on all of this in just a few moments quick reminder however you found us thank you for doing so uh, if you did so through a social media link, if you did so through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, thank you for hanging out uh, and finding us. And make sure you follow or subscribe. Again, we are out uh, usually on Fridays midday in the preview mode for the weekend. If developments warrant, we come back in after the fights are big enough with a post-fight podcast or big enough breaking news. We'll come in. If you're following or subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, you'll get it automatically to you. You'll get the notification. It'll... Uh, ding or buzz or blink on your device that we're back with a new edition whenever it is but typically we're in the preview mode friday to saturday so we've got some news to cover uh, with dan canobio we'll do that coming up fight picks later on if you're interested in the short-term investment intriguing that the veteran carlos quadras fighting for the vacant super flyweight title he's a former super flyweight world champ He's the underdog in his fights. We're going to talk to Dan Canobio about that as the fight goes on. Plus, a monumental anniversary of the upset of Buster Douglas over Mike Tyson. Uh, that coming in Tokyo, February 10th, 1990. My goodness. Uh, Three-plus decades ago, that fight now took place. Uh, Dan's going to have great insight on his father, Bob Canobio, and the whole CompuBox stats and how Bob Canobio was ringside in Tokyo for HBO Sports and the call of Jim Lampley, Larry Merchant, and Sugar Ray Leonard. Great stories coming about that and the fight picks as well. All of that coming up. Let's get it started. Let's get it underway. As promised, he is here. I love the insight, the humor, the stats, everything that's involved with Dan Canobio, who is back aboard here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. His program, Inside Boxing Live, you see it on uh, fubo tv you see it on his social media you can follow him at dan canobio on social media as well he's a great follow with everything with the fights a lot of humor a lot of sarcasm i love all that i should be your agent right yes. about now give me some uh, gigs tj welcome back good to uh, good to have you back and there is a lot to cover and a lot to go over how are things things are good here in new york a little gloomy day but uh, we're getting ready for a big fight weekend pardon the pun uh nice i uh it's always fun to come on a show that you routinely listen to i think you do a great job uh pumping out the content i know what it's like to do that uh every single week finding something to talk about january was a little light mm -hmm. but now i feel like we're in the fight season now uh we are starting off a weekend with fights all over the globe keith thurman is back i'm sure we'll get to that uh, Chris Eubank across the pond, Kalisha Shields over there. Then we have a, a great show over on uh, The Zone from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm ready. I feel refreshed, ready to go, ready to watch a lot of boxing this weekend. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. So I like to say we need extra eyeballs. We need extra screens. We need all of that for coming uh, for this weekend. Uh, let me continue to throw the verbal bouquets your way. How about you scoring an interview with Damian Lillard? Fantastic job with Dame Time on your program and you did share with me before we hit the record button, it's not like that happened in a week. You've been chasing that interview for a while, my friend. Yeah. Elaborate. 
chasing him like I wish the Knicks would chase him as a New Yorker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very persistent. I know that he loves boxing. I think all boxing fans know this. When he he tweets about boxing a lot, and when he does, everyone loses their mind over it. Us boxing fans, it's like wow, someone other uh, than the usual suspects here on on, on Twitter want to talk about boxing. So. I had to finagle a way to find a way to him. Luckily, I had a friend of a friend that recommended me, and it took about a year to get him, but uh, he Mm. said yes, and he couldn't have been any better. Uh, You can check that out on YouTube, the CompuBox TV uh, YouTube page. He's a guy that really loves the sport, and I think that showed in in the interview. It was a half hour, and he knows everyone. He knows, like, the lower weight guys. Obviously, he knows the 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 top dogs now, but he was like, you know, identifying fighters coming up the ranks. Uh, He knows about all the smack talk, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, the business side of things. You know, it didn't feel like I was interviewing someone that's like not a boxing person. It felt like I was like the the both of us, you know, guys that cover the sport day in, day out. So that was a thrill. And uh, man, he is just like a, a grounded guy for being like a superstar. So really cool interview. You should go check it out. I want them to go listen to the interview, but give me one more taste. How did he become such a big boxing fan? Did he ever aspire to be a boxer and that's part of it or why or how? Well, he said uh, growing up in Oakland or growing up, everyone thinks they can fight. Everyone thinks they can scrap. So he went out, he'd get into a lot of fights as a kid or they they put fights together on, on the front lawn. But then he realized that there was like a science to it. He realized it wasn't just throw your hands. And then his uncles, his, his cousins, his parents would sit him in front of the TV for big fight, uh, you know, uh, pay-per-views, whether it was mm-hmm. De La Hoya, uh, Pernell Whitaker, obviously Mike Tyson. And then he just said he became enamored with it to the point where he says that boxing and basketball are 1A and 1B, or obviously basketball is 1A. And he says boxing is 1B. He trains. He said he has zero desire to get into the ring. He wanted to make that very clear, but you know, he respects Jake Paul, which I'm sure we'll get to as well because he took it to the next level. Jake Paul, like Damian Lillard trains, but he said never in my wildest dreams or never would I even think about getting in the ring. So you kind of have to give Jake Paul a little bit of credit because he's getting in the ring. So it was cool. I agree with you that you can go through all the conditioning and the hitting the gloves and the heavy bag and, you know, maybe even sparring with a headgear on or whatever. What do I know? But it's a totally different thing to step through the ropes with no headgear on and the other guy's trying to take your head off and you're going to take a punch. So I agree completely with that. Maximum respect for those that are willing to not only deliver a punch, but potentially take a big punch as well. Again, we encourage everybody to go find Damian Lillard who can score. I mean, can really score Fill it up. Uh, for the Portland Trailblazers. And Dan Canobio is lighting a candle in the window that he maybe scores someday for the Knicks uh, down the road. Um, okay, many subjects to cover here. One of them at the time that we were taping, you were just at the Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor presser kind of U.S. kickoff for this press conference at the Garden. They're going to headline a ladies world championship fight will essentially headline the DAZN show at the end of April. Your impressions being around them, you were around Jake Paul, you were around Eddie Hearn, the matchroom boxing promoter. What was all of that like? What's your impressions of all this? So you and I have been to a lot of press conferences. Um, Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. Most of the time they're pretty boring. Let's be honest. I mean, they're pretty procedural. They, you know, rarely does something ever come of it. You know, a lot of times, you kind of go through the motions. The fighters go through the motions. The, uh, you know, there isn't a lot of buzz. It's just a press conference. For, I mean, let's be honest. It's just They're just getting in there and talking about the fight. Nothing really is happening. But there was a different type of buzz in the garden yesterday or just outside the garden where, the, where they held it. And it was because this fight has a lot of history. There's a lot of buzz around this fight, mostly because of the two women that are going to step into the ring. You have uh, Katie Taylor, who's an Olympic hero, who's an undisputed at, at lightweight, all she knows is winning. On the other side of things, you have Amanda Serrano, uh, pretty much the Manny Pacquiao of women's boxing, a seven-division world champion, uh, has the highest KO rating all time of any uh, woman fighter, arguably maybe the best woman fighter of all time. Uh, you throw in the fact that it's the first women's fight to headline at Madison Square Garden in over a 100-year history. There's so much history dripping with this. And then on top of it, you want to add on the fact that Jake Paul and Eddie Hearn are involved with the promotion side of things. And you can say what you want about Jake Paul. You may not like him as a boxer. You may not like his personality, but I think he has a long future as a promoter. Uh, Getting to talk to him yesterday, he said it himself. He said, I I don't know how long I will be a boxer, like maybe one more fight, maybe five more fights, but I can promote. 
and I agree with him. And I think most boxing fans with rational mindset would agree that the guy can promote. So you throw in all of that yesterday. It felt big. It felt historic. And that was just a press conference. So I can just imagine what it's going to be like at the Garden on April 30th. And I also think it's going to be a really good fight, TJ. I mean, you look at Amanda Serrano throws the most punches of any woman fighter currently today, 74 around, and that's in two minutes. So that would be over 100 if it was three minutes. She lands the most punches. She's the best body puncher. And like I said, Katie Taylor, I mean, she doesn't know how to lose. So I think it's going to be a really good fight. I think it's going to live up to the hype. And uh, yeah, yesterday was a special day. Yeah, and they're going to make a bunch of money, and in no small part, Jake Paul helping raise Amanda Serrano's profile uh, and having her as essentially a co-feature fighter on two of his pay-per-views. I was at the one, obviously, in Tampa, in downtown Tampa. Mm -hmm. And look, I, I have, uh, I've been open about this and have said this. It is a con. That's the right word. He and his brother, with the fights they're fighting and getting on pay-per-view, et cetera, we want to see them fight a real boxer because we're the hardcore boxing people. But the public at large, those that are on TikTok and Instagram, they want the celebrity type thing from this. And this is no joke. They sold the place out in Tampa. Uh, Jake Paul and for everybody on that fight card fought in front of 18,000 plus and sold every seat. And it did decent from what I was told on the Showtime pay-per-view uh, as well. So he's got an audience. He's got a following. He's brought her along. He's raised her profile in these last two fights and deservedly so. And there's going to be some sizzle. There's going to be some social media sizzle and some promotion when we come back around in a couple of uh, months. That's the whole point. Yeah, there's a buzz for it. It's undoubtedly a buzz. Buzz to the point where people are debating what's the bigger fight, this or Oscar Valdez versus Shakur Stevenson, who on any other date, that's the fight. I mean, those are two of the uh, great fighters, two champions, a unification fight on ESPN. You know, Bob Aaron made some clumsy comments last week that I thought helped the promotion for Serrano and, and Taylor in, in a way. But yeah, it's going to be a, a historic night at the Garden. I, I think if they promote it well, they can get a good crowd in there. Maybe not a sellout, but, you know, 10,000 or more. I mean, take a, take a look where women's boxing was not even like uh, 10 years ago. Take a look where women's boxing was two, three years ago when they were just, you know, begging to get on, on, on regular cards. And now they're headlining. I mean, it's been a long thing. I mean, Jake Paul deserves some of the credit. He doesn't deserve all of it. Obviously a lot of it goes to these women. He helped it get across the finish line. Uh, also Lou DiBella uh, was a big part of Amanda Serrano's career uh, up until the last couple of fights when things got handed over uh, to MVP promotions. You know, it was actually his, um, you know, uh, tutorship that, or is that even a word, but his, uh, you know, telling her not to take that original, time like they, this fight was supposed to happen in eddie hearn's backyard at fight right. camp and it was going to happen for short money to to uh you know the boxing world maybe not short money in the real world but they're making almost triple now because of what ludabella and his promoter uh, uh, sorry serrano's promoter at the time uh told told her not to take that fight so you know it's it's a long time coming but i i do agree that that jake paul uh did help it in, in a certain way and uh, i can't wait yeah, that should be a lot of fun. And again, entertaining fighters. She's a star in the UK. She is beloved there. So you got that kind of uh, heat going back and forth uh, with a fighter from uh, Puerto Rico now lives in New York. Very well-spoken, very attractive. So, I mean, I mean, who knows? Let's see. Let's see what happens for that a couple of months from now. Again, I love hanging out with Dan Canobio as part of the Big Fight Weekend uh, podcast. A couple of other news items here from the week. We've got the Tyson Fury, Dillian White purse bid. But to this moment, that, that could change depending on when they're hearing the podcast. Dillian White has not necessarily said, okay, I'm doing this. He's got a deadline imposed by the WBC to not do this. Um, he's squabbling over not getting a big enough percentage of the purse. Uh, okay, weigh in with whatever you like here. It's been mandated. They're supposed to fight. They're knocking around that they may fight in April if he will agree. What is your insight? What is your guess here? I, I He'll agree. He'll definitely agree. Eddie Hearn yesterday was at the press conference too, or excuse me, or Wednesday was at the press conference and – I heard him do a bunch of interviews. He does the rounds and he was, he made it very clear that this fight will happen. Dillian White will step in the ring that night. I think he's just posturing for more money. I mean, that's the reason why this took forever. It was, he was not happy with the 80, 20 split that the arbitrator ruled on. And uh, he just wants more money. So I guess 8 million is not enough for Dillian White. Uh, it's crazy to, to, to think that, but these guys step in the ring and I'll never 
you know, criticize a fighter for trying to, to maximize every last penny because it's a very dangerous sport. So maybe he, you know, postures and gets 10 million. But I ultimately think this fight would, will happen. But man, I got to tell you, we just talked about women's boxing. And one of the reasons I'm a big fan of women's boxing is because most of the times you get the fights. There's very little of this marinating. There's very little of this, this nonsense that fans don't always uh, want to be a part of. Uh, you know, it, it it was tedious. I mean, these headlines for the last couple of months of coming out of the heavyweight division, the step aside fee, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself here because, you know, these guys are saying that they have to get step into the ring, but it's just how the sausage is made. And when it comes to boxing, you know, it is not like any other sport where there are games daily or weekly and you can, you know, there's other things to talk about. We talk about this. this these are right. headlines in boxing. So you're going to talk about it and fans are going to see how all these things come about doesn't mean that it's any less, you know, kind of aggravating. But when all is said and done now, we're going to get Dillian White and Tyson Fury in April. And we're probably going to get Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk sometime around the same time. And hopefully we get those winners fight by the end of the year and we have a huge event. So that's it's a lot of work for what I think is a huge payout, because as we know, heavyweights rule in, in boxing. Yeah, and it has been a while trying to get to this point. And you used finish line earlier. We're almost to the finish line on where an undisputed title fight will take place yeah. involving Fury, who likely beats Dillian White, and the winner of the Joshua Usyk rematch, mm -hmm. whenever that comes about. We'll see how that goes. And very similar to Dan Canobio's deals, Anthony Joshua being offered 20 million U.S., 15 right. million pounds to step aside. But apparently... That was not enough. Wanted more than that to step aside. I mean, typically, Kenobio will step aside for $20 million. I'll You've step done aside for $20. You yeah. give me $20, i will step aside. Yeah, I, so. like, I think Anthony Joshua is like a different cat. Obviously, you know, we've seen this over the years. Uh, he was smiling in the ring with, with Ruiz after losing. You know, he kind of <laughs> just says what he thinks. I find it refreshing. Like, yeah, he's obviously a, a big, giant man, and he could knock anybody out, and he's a tough guy. But he also isn't afraid to just, like, be a human and be real. And I honestly thought that he would take the step aside fee. Yes, there are people out there saying he should not do that because that is just shows that it's a weakness, blah, 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 blah. But if you think about it, he is just sacked his his uh, trainer. That's an English term, mm -hmm. so I should get very nice. Yes, English well played. Listeners. And he fired is coming in the off. US. Of... <laughs> he fired him in the U.S. <laughs> yes, he fired him, and he is now looking for a new trainer. Maybe looking for a new style. He says he wants to go back to when he was knocking guys out. If I, I track the numbers, and over the last ten fights, Joshua has completely changed who he is as a fighter. He jabs seventy percent of the time, which is insane. He's a guy that was the complete opposite. He was throwing power shots 70% of the time be while, before he fought uh, Klitschko. So that's a big change. That's a drastic change. Uh, so if he would have took a step aside, um, I, I thought it would have been maybe a wise move. But ultimately, I guess he asked for more money. Who knows? I never know what the, what the actual truth is. But we know that it's, he, he's not getting in there and he's going to be fighting Usyk and he's going to have a really tough time with, with Usyk. And by the way, we've talked about the step asides go on a lot of the time in different divisions, much less pay scale. This yeah. was massive. He chose not to do it. He'd rather have the rematch with Usyk and try to get the title back. So right. uh, we'll see how it goes with that. Again, I love hanging out with Dan Canobio here. Inside Boxing Live is the program and the podcast. Love his inside Fubo TV. You see it on YouTube, as he mentions, uh, as well. And he's hanging with me here on uh, Big Fight Weekend. A couple of more things. Uh, we now have heard that the Jermall, the Jermel Charlo, I get it straight, Little Mel, Big Mall, Jermel Charlo, Brian Castaño, undisputed junior middleweight title fight is now set. They've announced it for March 19th in Los Angeles. Also, it's not officially announced, but it should be by early next week. The media in Australia reporting this on Thursday that Tim Zhu, the unbeaten son of the former Hall of Fame fighter Costa Zhu, Tim Zhu will fight outside of Australia for the first time. Up and coming number one contender in the WBO. Very popular. He will fight a co-feature fight. Uh, Terrell, I always get this wrong. Gauche? Terrell yeah, Gauche? Close it, I've enough? Said it numerous ways. Yeah. From, from, he's a premier boxing champions fighter. So Gauche and, um, and Tim Zhu will apparently be the co-feature in Los Angeles with the understanding that if Zhu wins, and especially if he wins impressively, he gets the winner for the undisputed mm -hmm. title, probably back in the United States, not in Australia. 
I'm fascinated by all of this because Charlo Castaño was one was a tremendous competitive fight that a lot of people believe Castaño won. Dan, your thoughts yeah. on all of this, please. I thought Castaño won as well. I think it's an absolute firefight. I have to uh, ask my buddy Lee Groves, who I work with at CompuBox, who was a great historian about when's the last time we had an undisputed rematch because I don't think that happens uh, too often. So uh, this fight was awesome. I, I tweeted this out earlier today that. Charlo Castagna was my favorite, one of my three favorite fights of 2021. And I'm curious to see if Castagna could replicate that performance. I thought he fought the fight of his life. I thought he peaked that night. I want to see if he can replicate that. I do think that Charlo can improve, obviously, because I thought Castagna won. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, clash of styles. One of my favorite clash of styles in, in all of boxing is a volume puncher versus a low output knockout guy. The volume guy is obviously Castagno throws the most punches at 154, close to 80 around. Then you have Charlo, who throws the least amount of punches per round at 154 at 40. So, but he has a high knockout rate. So I'm always enamored by that type of, of matchup because is the power punch or is the volume guy going to throw less because he's worried about what's going to come back at him? Or is the low volume guy going to step up his pace because he has to keep pace with the Castaño? I, I love that. I love that little chess game that they play. And on top of it, it's for undisputed at, at 154. And then you throw in all the undercard, which I think is outstanding. I mean, Tim Zhu has a lot of hype. And now he's coming over to the U.S. Uh, I mean, a ton of people tune into his fights here in the States, uh, you know, at five in the morning to watch him in Australia. Many believe that he is the next big thing at 154. I mean, let's say Charlo wins this or Castaño because, I mean, both of them are very, very good. You know, one of them versus Tim Zhu. And then you have Sebastian Fundora, the towering inferno. Mm -hmm. He's fighting. Who, he's fighting. Who is he? He's fighting Erickson Lubin. Uh, sometime that there are so many big fights coming up in the next couple of months. It's like dizzying, but at 154, it's a great round robin. They're all under the same promotional banner. They're all under the same network. I think Showtime does a great job with that, but I was looking at the calendar and I love doing this as well. TJ is uh, these days that we have where there are four cards in one day, these marathon days that I love right. because I get to do the fastest two minutes recap on Monday and it's great for me. I don't, a lot of fans, they kind of like it. They don't like it. They, they have multiple screens. Uh, I'm indifferent. I don't know how you feel about that, but we got Charlo Castaño too, obviously on Showtime. We got Virgil Ortiz versus Michael McKinson that same night on the zone. Then over here in New York on ESPN, uh, ESPN's putting on top ranks, putting on a night of future stars with Belanga, Keyshawn Davis, Xander mm -hmm. Zayas, and then Probellum over in Dubai, Probably will start very early here on the East Coast. Sonny Edwards, uh, the champ at 112, defends his title. So this is one of those days where us degenerates will be watching boxing for 15 to 20 hours. No doubt about that. And obviously, uh, too, I'm a big college basketball guy. That is the NCAA tournament yes, also going in and around that time, too. So if Brilliant. you don't have enough eyeballs trying to get on the boxing and the screens, then you've got Buku college basketball going on all throughout that day. Uh, as well with all the boxing. Uh, listen, I love all of the insight. Do you mind hanging with me? Because I got to ask you about you having your father on, on oh, yeah. your show to talk about the birth of CompuBox. And we're about to be to the anniversary coming up on February 10th of Tyson Douglas, the 32nd anniversary. My God, am I that old that it's the 32nd anniversary. You talked about it with your dad and the CompuBox and him being there ringside. I want to talk with you more about that. Can we pause? Can we talk about that and then get a couple of fight picks from you for the weekend? Can we do that, Dan Canovia? Uh, let's do it. Let's pause. Let's come back. Let's talk. We must regroup like in between rounds, get some advice from the corner, and then we roll on more with Dan Canobio Inside Boxing Live as we do continue. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Tennessee, New Jersey, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play with exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports, all of it, from the NBA to the NFL winding down to the NHL, golf starting up, MMA, WNBA, college basketball, and more. And WinBet is now beginning pre-registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet, and regardless of the outcome, you'll get $250 in free bets when WinBet goes live in Louisiana. All other new customers, you have a chance to get $200 in free bets with that same $10 bet. 
Great promos, odds, payouts, everything happening right now at WinBet. For boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com. Hey, we're also brought to you in part by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on. And one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. And this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. If you don't know anything about horses, not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day. Free games weekly at all tracks all over the United States. Get the app, create the account, start building your stable today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against other stables. You can even follow them on the app and compare your own stats to theirs. Download it now, StableDuel.com, and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win with StableDuel. And we're brought to you in part by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, you're just missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell those sports bets, and you can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use our promo code SGP, and your first deposit from PropSwap will be doubled up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. And if you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their bets for sale and thousands of buyers visit PropSwap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. January was PropSwap's biggest month ever as bettors from all across the country cashed their Super Bowl futures like Jamie from New York, who sold a $100 25-to-1 Bengals ticket for the Super Bowl for a 1000 bucks. The buyer got great odds, and Jamie made 10 times the money that he bet on that futures bet on Cincinnati. The average prop swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets through PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or just download the app in the Google Play or the Apple Store. PropSwap, it's where America buys and sells sports bets. And we're brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. You want to come prop up on Thrive Fantasy for the big game. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for prop players and with thrive you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact in the games choose 10 of the 20 available players build your props build your lineup and get ready for the Bengals and the Rams in that biggest game. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value, both the over and the under, on how likely it is to hit. And if you hit the most props and rack up the most points, you win your share of the prize pool. And Thrive has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game that's just $25 to enter, and first place is going to take home twenty dollars Use our promo code SGP when you sign up, and you get a 100% instant first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. If you deposit ten or more, you receive the match plus two free one hundred thousand dollar contest entries. Just download the Thrive Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store and visit their website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. And we're brought to you in part by Betor Fantasy. The fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on Betor Fantasy and their app. Download the free-to-play app today, bet on player props for the NFL playoffs, and you can enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Betor Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's totally free-to-play. You earn better credits by competing in challenges and use them to place your bets. Betor Fantasy, available worldwide and in all 50 states. Download the app, Betor, B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com, slash S-G-P-N. Better Fantasy, betterfantasy.com, slash S-G-P-N. 
And a reminder, the SGPN app is right there live now in the App Store and the Google Play Store. This app gives you easy access to all of our picks, all of our podcasts, everything in the content from the SGPN family of shows and everything that's going on on the app. Don't forget, give us an app review. Download the SGPN app today in the App Store and the Google Play Store. Look for us. It's the SGPN app. We're back on Big Bite Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. We are back in one more time as we do roll on here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. Keep it locked in with everything that we are up to at BigFightWeekend.com. Podcast usually out in the preview mode about midday Friday. Breaking down everything and analyzing. And he is gracious to still be with me here. I did not do anything to run Dan Canobio off from Inside Boxing Live. Uh, the CompuBox people have done a fantastic job for four decades breaking it down. Dan is part of that family. We're about to tell the story here. Uh, you were not trying to secure Damian Leonard for the Knicks during our pause there on a trade. You were not playing amateur GM and going back at him on, on brokering. It. That was not happening. No, no. no. What's funny, that. though, what's yeah. funny is that uh, part of my selling point to getting Dame on the show was I will not ask a single question about the NBA. There won't be a okay. question about the Knicks. There won't be a question about his future at Portland. Strictly boxing. And I, maybe that got it over the, the finish line because I think everywhere he goes – it's it's like, are, are you going to get traded? Are you going to leave? Because I think he's running out uh, his time there in Portland, or maybe they're looking for a rebuild. But no, I would love him on the Knicks, obviously, because he's uh, now I can talk about it. Uh, it's not tampering now, but I, I want him on the Knicks badly. <laughs> but let's let's take one day at a time. All fans and sports hosts and sports writers do is talk tampering and trades with other teams. It's the teams yep. and the players that can't do it. But right. Yeah, we love we love that. All right. Back to the boxing and he's a big boxing fan and obviously we have you here as well bravo to you i love getting to see some of this i want you to elaborate more with your father um who rolled out CompuBox as a concept and really revolutionized how we watch and 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 keep track of who in a quantitative sense seems to be the busier better fighter not necessarily the the most impactful punches all the time but at least in a quantitative sense, how many, how often, what types, you guys began to calculate this. Your father began to calculate this. I know it's a, it's a great thing that you're involved and associated with. I love that angle. So keep up the great work. What was it like to have dad on and reminisce about the birth <laughs> of CompuBox and all of that on your show? Uh, it's always a throw. I've had him on a few times, but um, I always like to get him back on every once in a while because he's not a guy that seeks interviews, not a guy that seeks attention, although he should because he has pretty much seen every thrown and landed punch since 1985. And that is not a stretch uh, of something to say right there. He, he's been there for literally everything uh, since from 1985 on. So it's always a thrill to have my dad on. Like, I didn't know what to call him. Do I say dad? Do I say Bob at the beginning <laughs> of the interview? Do I just go? Uh, do, do I ask if my check is in the mail for CompuBox? Awkward. It, it was definitely a little bit. No, right. but, but we have to, me and him talk boxing all the time. So it honestly felt like we were just talking on the phone like we do every single day. But yeah, he, he is a great boxing mind. Um, you know, he's got this great he has got a great memory. Obviously, if you listen to the show, uh, he was able to recall like details of, you know, Hagler Hearns and details of uh you know tyson versus douglas which i, I know you're going to touch on but yeah I, I love having my dad on uh he's he, i'm biased here I, I he he's a game changer i mean he created something no I mean, not a lot of pioneers in sports anymore so the fact that he was able to come up with a concept him and his partner at the time logan hobson come up with a, a concept to you know, integrate numbers in, into the into boxing uh you know I, i'm in awe of it every every day and i'm around him all, all the time uh he's a great guy and uh very uh historic so uh, i love that podcast being able to go down memory lane with him uh, it's great stuff i'm just curious you did put it on social media that the old CompuBox computer from the oh, 80s God looks like something out of war games the matthew broderick <laughs> movie all those movies in the late 70s and the 80s all the sci-fi yeah. stuff the thing is the size of a sofa chair all right so he had to get that to and from the fights i'm just curious he was sitting there and manually having to tap buttons on that thing that you showed me in the in the infancy yeah. of CompuBox. that's what he was doing was tapping keys on that yeah. monstrosity that i saw on so that uh, thing, social media <laughs> yeah so that thing weighed 40 pounds <laughs> um they only had one at the time 
And wow. it's not like you can just like in the 80s, you couldn't just go to Best Buy or go on Amazon mm-hmm. and order one. So he had it in the house in his office. And I have I'm one of five. We were not allowed to even look at it, TJ. If we even <laughs> went near it, he's like, get away from the computer. Get away from the computer. Right. Uh, and it, it was I remember the thing. It weighed so much. It had a brown screen with yellow font and it okay. had a floppy disk drive. And that's where they kept the stats on it. It had a, no battery backup, just a plug. And he wow. told me that when they were at fights, they would duct tape the plug into the outlet like, you know, they were trying to secure Fort Knox. And he told me stories about, you know, going through the airport with the damn thing, you know, mm-hmm. going through, uh, you know, you know, changing flights at O'Hare in, in Chicago to head to Vegas, lugging that thing. Him and his, like I said, him and his partner at the time, Logan Hobson, who also uh, helped co-create it. They would take turns ca- on who was going to carry it uh, th- through the airport. He also told me a story that um, he was at a fight. I think he was overseas with the, with the a computer and he went to go hail a cab, turned around, someone took it. Gone. And so and then he what, had to. What do we do at that he, point? He had a Russian or I think HBO stepped in and they you know, got a rush order and they got another one. Uh, you know, someone asked on Twitter, like, how the heck do you get that thing through customs? <laughs> he right. said that uh, HBO t- took care of that. So, man, that uh, now the, the, the final resting place. Uh, it's kind of sad because I feel like that computer is like a part of our family. It's now at the International Boxing Hall of Fame on the ring. Uh, the original ring from Ali Frazier from the garden. So I know. And uh, I went there to the, I went to the hall of fame for the first time ever uh, three years ago with my dad. And we walked up to the computer and I'm not going to lie. Like I I got emotional. And so did my dad, because I was like, damn, like this is where it all began. Like five kids, grandkids all went through college because of this giant computer. I mean, it it was weird to get emotional over computer. (laughs) It's definitely weird, but to see it again for the first, I hadn't seen it in 30 years Uh, to see it there at the hall of fame for the first time. uh, You know, I got a little emotional, but yeah, it's cool. Pretty cool. Right. What a great story. What a phenomenal. I was going to ask you about Tyson Douglas. I don't know if you're going to top it with that story. You just told about (laughs) the boxing hall of fame and the CompuBox computer. You should have my dad on. I know he'll definitely come on. He's got great stories. We'll hook him at a later date. You're the next best thing right now to relay this. I want them to go hear the full conversation about this, but I thought it was very interesting. He was there ringside doing the job with CompuBox and he talked about the silence. And I still mm-hmm. remember that fight live uh, back back now 32 years ago. And Jim Lampley even remarked, I think it was Larry Merchant remarked on the HBO call, th- this is being met with such silence here, what Douglas is doing. The whole uh, baseball dome stadium is reverberating with Buster Douglas landing a punch or grunting or whatever. Everybody is so quiet yeah. So we're coming up on the anniversary of that. Just elaborate on that point more because it was it was a wild upset that would have been met differently, obviously, if it was in a United States setting in Las Vegas or Atlantic City where the big fights yeah. were. But in Tokyo, they met it largely with like a library while it was going on. <laughs> golf claps. Golf claps to, yeah. for the biggest upset in sports history. Uh, but, you know, as, as my dad uh, you know, said on the show and from his recollection was – you know, it's it's just the culture there in, in Japan there. I guess they're taught or it's just the culture to kind of uh, lightly have a light applause at the end of a round or the end of a performance, not really while it's going on. And that just made for a very eerie setting, uh, like as Jim Lampley said on the uh, on the broadcast. And, you know, I've been ringside for big fights and we wear headsets uh, so we can hear the broadcast so we can hear the producers so I don't ever actually hear the punches being landed. So for him to actually hear those shots that Buster Douglas was landing on Tyson, that's nuts. So that story was really cool to me. I didn't know the full story. Uh, so to, to get that too was, was interesting. Uh, you know, an epic night. Uh, Bob Canobio's life is crazy. Because <laughs> he said a few months after that was Meldrick Taylor versus uh, right. Chavez. So it, it was just like a thrill a minute for them back then from like 85 to Right through. I mean, I mean, yeah. through the 90s and in the 2000s. But the funniest thing about that Tyson thing is um, was a week after, not even a week after he showed up at HBO studios to do some type of interview. And uh, I was there, too. I was only three years old. And my dad took me to HBO that day and I was sleeping on his shoulder and my dad woke me up and Mike Tyson was right there. And I, we have a picture together, the three of us. Tyson's <laughs> wearing sunglasses right. because his eyes were all messed up. 
and uh, it's a pretty epic photo of the three of us. And I actually Love got it. to show it to Mike Tyson. And uh, yeah, to wrap, put a bow on that story. It was a uh, really wild night in Japan from what I've heard. And uh, I got to live it somehow. And uh, that was actually, I still remember this, they did a rebroadcast the following week. Remember now, the times were different for the audience. Yeah. Dan That's knows probably this. why he was at HBO. And he had come to HBO with Buster Douglas because they mm -hmm. were doing a, a, uh, a full-on kind of like yeah. uh, pregame and then after the fight to show the replay with he and Douglas for the first time together since That's the upset cool. the previous week. So that retro piece, and that's that's actually out there on YouTube. You can go, yeah. you can Google the the retro uh, and watch that. Watch them afterwards, and they and Tyson was very gracious. I mean, Don King, what a surprise! Was crazy. Don King was trying to get the <laughs> was trying to get the result overturned in the middle of right. the night U.S. time. He was trying to file protest, trying to get the referee fired. And Mike Tyson was just gracious through the, the aftermath and the press conference and even on the HBO thing the following week and saying, hey, he beat me. I want a rematch. I want another cool. chance. That never came about for various circumstances. So that's interesting to go back on. Um, and again, you cannot overstate how massive, I know you were little at that time, how massive and upset and unexpected this was. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a complete afterthought title defense. Donald Trump has told the story, the former president. He was bankrolling Mike Tyson's fights with Don King at the end of the 1980s. He went to, he went to King and basically said, we're done with being able to pitch this to Atlantic City or the Garden or whoever. We got to do something else. Let's go back to Japan yeah. and try to sell it out there. And that's one of the reasons why it ended up there because they were making more money on the fight being in Japan of all places. Yeah, of course. It's like a, it's like and the it Sa Saudi Arabia now with these ridiculous site fees. So you're right. right. Don King found a, a major site fee. He was able to sell the Tyson machine uh, to to Japan. Uh, and there was obviously there's rumors now they're out that Tyson was not taking the fight seriously, flying to Hawaii. I heard stories of that. But just to go even further, my, uh, uh, Vander Holyfield was supposed to fight the Tyson next. That's right. $12 million on the line. And my dad was sitting right next to Holyfield. And he said, the look on Holyfield's face when Tyson went down was the look of a guy that just lost $12 million. Yeah. And I saw you put that photo on social media, Dan Canobio with us here on the big fight weekend podcast. Epic. I got one more story. You just, you make me so nostalgic. And when again, the 32nd anniversary is coming up, we're going to uh, put it back out on the site of that knockout win. I tell this story all the time. So I am in school at Memphis, the former Memphis state university, Wow. Uh, I am, I am there. I'm a sports broadcaster kind of up and coming in college. This is my junior year at Memphis state. So I had a friend, I did not have HBO. I did not have HBO <laughs> where I was, but the friend had HBO. The friend is working at the local ABC television affiliate in broadcasting. He's working that night. He's working the newscast that night. Oh, wow. So I said to him, tape the Tyson fight. He says to me, why? I said, just because it's a Mike Tyson fight and, and I want to see if it's a knockout or see what happens, tape the fight. I can't see the fight. I don't have HBO. He ends up taping the fight and he could get off of work at about midnight Eastern time, 11 central time after the newscast. And he obviously the word was out. The upset had happened. The news stations are going crazy. ESPN's going crazy. You go back and watch this stuff again, Dan Canobio on YouTube. There was not immediate video of this. They could not show the HBO video of the knockout. That was embargoed. ESPN had like still photos. CNN yeah. had a still photo of the knockout. What a different age. What a different I feel time. Like it makes it even more epic though, oh, right? It, it makes it more incredible. like it makes it, you know, it, the legend of it just increases because, you know, if you're turned on ABC then or ESPN and they're in their early days and you just see photos of it, it yeah. almost is like, did this really happen? Like, <laughs> And then in the in the arena, dead silent. I mean, it just adds to the legend to the fact so, that we're still talking about it today. No, and so the friend comes over with the tape, with the VHS tape, and we put it in and we watch it from the beginning all the way through the end, and our oh, mouths are open just like everybody else. And you got to remember again, fight fans in this time, they didn't show it again. HBO did not show it in the middle of the night. They didn't show it the next night. They right. made you wait a week to watch it again. No and Twitter again, for the for right. No social media. No internet. For ESPN, for CNN Sports Tonight, remember Nick Charles, Fred Hickman, they oh, were yeah. the big iconic guy. They had no video all week. They're not allowed to show the video. It's almost like the modern day Zapruder film of the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> they didn't know it existed. You couldn't watch it till the next week or whatever. So I still remember 
uh, all of this. And it's just neat that your father's intertwined. Again, I promo promo. Go to Inside Boxing Live to Dan's show. Go back with his conversation with his father, reliving all that because he was right there ringside as all of that unfolded and buster douglas did that 32 years ago 32 mm -hmm. years ago scored that amazing knockout that is arguably the greatest upset in heavyweight boxing history if it's not it's certainly in the top two uh for sure for that okay we've got to get out of here i know you do as well so we've got multiple fight cards as you laid out earlier keith thurman headlining for fox uh, again, that's my guy from here in the Tampa Bay area from Clearwater, Florida, but I'm the first one to say, what is this doing on 74.99 pay-per-view? Uh, good luck. Good luck getting people to see this and watch it. He's back against Mario Barrios, who's best known for having pushed Gervonta Davis in a loss, in a TKO loss in his last fight. Thurman's been gone for two and a half years. Injuries, now a layoff off of his only career loss to Manny Pacquiao. Uh, actually, Thurman, not much of a favorite for our friends at Sports Gambling Podcast and the betting odds. Thurman is only a short favorite in this. Dan, real quick, what are your thoughts here on this? Well, I, I think Keith Thurman's an enigma. I mean, who is he? I mean, is he the guy we saw in the past that was had big wins over Porter and Danny Garcia? Or is he the guy that we see his last two fights, Jose Cito Lopez, where he almost got knocked out? And then, you know, hitting the canvas against a Pacquiao, but also rallying late against Pacquiao and, and landing the most power shots ever on Manny Pacquiao. I think the odds are correct. I think he should be the favorite. But, you know, the thing with Barrios is he's coming up in weight. He's not a big puncher. Uh, you saw the fight against Tank Davis. I, I don't think he actually intended to go out and take that fight to, to Davis or go in there and win. Uh, obviously, he's probably trying to win, but it didn't, it didn't look like that. So I don't know how much fire that Barrios has. But the one thing with Mario Barrios, he's a very good body puncher, and Thurman does not like to get hit uh, to the body. I mean, I would throw a few a few dollars on Thurman, mostly because I want to see him win, because I want to see him fight, you know, a Terrence Crawford or an Errol Spence. But I think the odds are 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 telling here, because a few years ago, you put Keith Thurman in there against Mario Barrios, he's three four to one odds, so two to one, I, I think is is uh, good odds, and I would maybe maybe stay away with that. I, I'm not like inclined to, to throw money on that. And the Brown prop is 10 and a half. Very interesting. So the odds makers think this is going to be a long fight, not a short fight here. Yeah. For these well, two. Very well, what do you think? But I, I mean, Thurman doesn't hit as hard anymore. How do, yeah, um, and how do you know? That's After exactly. two and a half <laughs> years, how do you know what he's going to we'll hit like in yeah. this? Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he is able to respond i know at the same time or similar time the carlos quadras title defense that was supposed to be against another former super flyweight champion and i'm going for the name again shrika set sorung visai how'd i do do i get like a nine from the russian judge anyway right. the thai fighter tested positive for COVID 19 he's out but jesse rodriguez is in rodriguez a rising star 14 knockouts in 14 professional fights moving up in weight moving up in caliber of competition rodriguez is actually the favorite for wow. gambling purposes here the lines in vegas and the lines on the online books have jesse rodriguez bam rodriguez as the favorite here like two to one does that surprise you dan canobio against the veteran that's a little surprising. I mean, if I was Quadras, I'd feel some type of way about that. I'd be a little, uh, feel a little bit of, of disrespect there, but that just shows you what people think of these odds makers think of Jesse Bam Rodriguez, a guy that's on everyone's list as the next, uh, you know, set of stars in boxing up there with the Boots Ennis's of the world and, you know, uh, Jared Anderson with, with top rank. You know, he's of that ilk. Uh, he's that good of, of a prospect. And yes, he's jumping up two weight classes, Jesse Rodriguez, but. He has fought a, a, a few fights in his career above 112, so it's not that much of a difference. But on the other side of things, he was on he's originally on this card to fight at 108, so now he's adding on pounds, which is certainly easier uh, than losing pounds. The thing with Quadros, he throws a lot of punches, uh, TJ. He throws 73 punches around, um, which is top 10 among all active fighters. Thing with Rodriguez, he's he's in the 50 range, which is average, but he's extremely accurate. 47 percent of his power shots he lands so uh, i mean this is a fight that i would take a look at this is a fight that i would be interested in throwing some dollars on uh in one way or another do you think quadris is maybe feeling a little disrespected and you can go with the veteran but if you take uh rodriguez you can make some 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 money here too if you're, if you're confident uh that he can win but i, I i'm really intrigued by this fight and i, I you know jesse rodriguez as, as the favorite uh wow 
Another, and it's another fighter from San Antonio. Barrios from San Antonio in the PBC Fox main event. Rodriguez from San Antonio as well, fighting in Phoenix on the DAZN main event. Just another moment here with Dan Canobio because he's been most gracious with his time. The Fight TV card over in the UK has Chris Eubank Jr., Liam Williams. Eubank Jr. is significantly favored in this fight. He is a minus 340, about three and a half to one. Again, a round prop of 10 and a half rounds for the over under on now any thought on that with the the brit liam williams um that that one will be in the afternoon u.s time yeah both guys can crack um ubank and ubank jr can he's a good power puncher obviously heavy favorite and he is much younger uh than than liam but liam is tough i mean this guy gave andrade problems uh he actually hurt andrade late in that fight andrade is really hard to hit he's one of the best defenders uh, in Bach and say what you want about Andre. So Liam Williams is a, is a, is a veteran, but I think that Ubank, he's just got too much. I, I would take the under uh, on this one under 10, if you really want to get froggy with it. And cause uh, I think Ubank has got, he's just, he's got a lot of power. And I think that uh, Liam Williams is a little long in the tooth. Son of a legendary uh, UK and European fighter and Chris Eubank and former world champion. And so he's in the main event over in England for that Saturday afternoon. Again, this man will be all over it with everything happening inside boxing live is the name of the show. Promote away your social media, the show where they find all the archive episodes, everything go for it, please. Oh yes. You can find the show inside boxing live on Fubo TV, Pluto sports as well on their boxing channel every Thursday and Friday. You can also watch it on YouTube, CompuBox TV. You can listen to the show, uh, Spotify and iTunes. Follow me on Twitter for jokes and uh, stats and all sorts of things. And all coming out this weekend, I have a very special segment with uh, Jake Paul, where he reads mean tweets that are sent to him. (laughs) That is going to be epic. So if you sent a neat tweet to Jake Paul, which is probably about 90% of the population, there's a good chance that he read it and then he clapped back at you. So that's coming out this weekend at some point. I love that tease. Great content. I saw you tease him getting ready to read the tweets. Then you'll get to actually see it through all of Dan's channel. Spell Kenobio, C-A-N-O-B-B-I-O. Dan Kenobio on social media, Inside Boxing Live. You were tremendous, especially with all the reminiscing. I could talk to you for another hour, <laughs> but you got other things to do, including trying to figure out the Knicks, figure out what the uh, what the uh, Yankees are doing in the offseason, et cetera, et cetera, and watch the boxing. Lots of boxing this weekend. Thank you, Dan Canobio, um, hanging with me. Thank you, TJ, for having me. I love this show. You guys do a great job with it, and uh, anytime. All right, great insight, great stuff there. Uh, much thanks again to Dan Canobio. And again, check out the archives of his interviews and his shows. Damian Lillard, his uh, father uh, as well, and the, and the stuff now that's coming as he teased uh, from Jake Paul, all part of his Inside Boxing Live. He's great on social media. Uh, love his insight. So there we go. That's a full show. Again, fights coming Saturday from uh, London with the Eubank Liam Williams main event in the afternoon U.S. time. Uh, the two showdowns coming in Phoenix, the Matchroom Boxing Show that has Carlos Quadras, very interestingly, again, as an underdog here, former super flyweight champion, a veteran, um, what, 34, 30, uh, 35 years of age, a veteran here taking on uh, a young kid in Jesse Rodriguez who just got bumped up to fight in this title fight earlier in the week. Again, Sorung Visai tested positive for COVID-19 late in the week last week. Couldn't come to the United States because of it. Obviously off the title fight. So Jesse Bam Rodriguez, 14-0, 14 KOs, big step up in competition. That's the main event, the Matchroom DAZN show from the Phoenix Downtown Footprint Center, as it's known, uh, the home of the Phoenix Suns. So that's the matchup that is coming on a Saturday for them. And then Keith, one-time Thurman. What will one-time look like against Mario Barrios? Again, we talked to the trainer, Dan Birmingham, last week on the show, the legendary trainer of one-time. He says he looks good in camp. What are they supposed to say? Of course he looks good. He's trained uh, hard. He's focused. They're going to say all of those things. What does the ring rust look like? 31-month layoff. Is one-time going to have the timing? Is it going to be hard for him to get the range on Barrios? Barrios a little taller with the bigger reach. Will Thurman show that power in that right hand? As, as uh, Dan Canobio was saying to us, watch out for the body shots from Barrios. That's bothered Thurman in the past. Will it bother him here in this matchup? That is the Fox Sports PBC main event, Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas 
on Saturday. Again, this is just me, World According to TJ. I don't understand why this fight's on pay-per-view, why it's not on regular Fox uh, to build it up, uh, to build up your audience over the air, make uh, Thurman more marketable for a title fight with Errol Spence or Terrence Crawford down the road. Instead, you're putting it behind a 74.95 pay-per-view paywall for this fight. I don't think it's going to do very well pay-per-view-wise. Obviously, I'll be watching and paying, and others will be watching and paying that are hardcore into the sport or covering the sport. But for the average fan, I know there's no NFL football, no playoff games uh, coming this weekend. There's lots of college basketball. There's the NBA. Will this will this register as a pay-per-view when it's a non-title fight? It would be one thing, again, if Thurman's fighting Spence in a world title unification fight or fighting the unbeaten Terrence Crawford. That's a pay-per-view. That's more sellable as a pay-per-view. We can argue over the price. This, again, uh, just puzzles me. Let's see if one time has the big night. Again, he's from the area where I am. Want to see him do well. The local media has been giving him some attention leading up to this fight this week. They, of course, have had the press conferences in Vegas. Let's see what happens in that one. We know this. We are good for the preview now as we get ready for the weekend. We're here each and every week talking up the sweet science, previewing the fights, the championship fights, and much more. Reminder to to read the site, bigfightweekend.com, for all the content, recaps, uh, previews, recaps, news of the week, whatever it is. Uh, Again, thousands and thousands and thousands of you finding the website every day. Thousands and thousands of you finding the podcast weekly, monthly. We've seen audience increase in both. Uh, Again, I make mention of this. We went back and looked at the analytics. Over 400,000 unique visitors to BigFightWeekend.com. We can see in the analytics that for December alone, in terms of the boxing interest, which again, towards the end of the year, there were a couple of fight cards, etc. But in December alone, in terms of, uh, and January, in terms of podcast, we're up some 40% in podcast audience. So the growth continues to be there. Keep it up. Keep it up, spreading the word. Uh, sharing it out uh, for the podcast and for the website. For now, we are good. Get ready for all the fights this weekend from London to Phoenix to Las Vegas, all the titles that are on the line. We'll be writing about it in the preview and recap mode all weekend. We'll be talking about it next week on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. My thanks to my guys, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, as always, helping us with the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows and the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Again, follow or subscribe, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them, you get the podcast automatically. For now, we're good. For Dan Canobio, my guest this week, I am merely TJ Reeves. Enjoy the action, and thank you for listening to the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.